social media for beautiful food and inspiration. <laughs> To get the party started Pick up my phone just to check and see who's calling Dress up real nice for the ladies at the bar And I'm driving in my car just to get to where they are Here at the local scene is where I plant my feet It's where I smoke my cigarette and I hold my drink I look at all my friends, they're all blazing greens Here at the front of the stage waiting for MTV Where are those guys who's standing next to me With a pipe in his hand ready to blaze for me About five minutes later we're all singing queen Now get the fuck up on stage Just when the magic starts kicking in I hear we left playing and you know it's time to head in Alright everybody, now it's time to grab a new drink Spark it if you got it and then pass it to me yeah. We do what we want And what we want is the jam So sit back and enjoy the band We do what we want What we want to do And what we want is the jam So sit back and enjoy the band The joint now, who's got my lighter? Stoner E, of course, shouldn't you be inside? I'm all up in this bitch, being who I gotta be. I'm fucked up like the US economy. The truth is, is that I don't think logically. Stoner E, take you on a psychedelic odyssey. Now, inside, motherfuckers is rocking me. And outside, shit, we smoke a lot of broccoli. Rocky the Rolly, all the sexy girl be jocking me. Ain't too drunk to fuck, but I'll probably do a sloppily. We do what we want. And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band Dance with the band and enjoy the band We do what we want what we want to do And what we want is to jam So sit back and enjoy the band So see
All right, everybody, welcome to Down Ballot. We do the show live, at least for now, Fridays, 8 p.m. Pacific and beyond in the red light. Wanted to thank all of the supporters on Twitch and Patreon. Uh, I bought a second MIDI controller, and now I really only have to touch the mouse during the show to use the browser. I'm producer Dave, and you can find me damn near anywhere, especially in Brett Weinstein's mentions. <laughs> and especially today. This is the councilman. Uh, hope I'm coming through clear. I'm at T-H-E underscore councilman on the Twitter box. And you can find me as Hanselman on Facebook if you're looking for some troll action. Um, that's me friending you. Don't worry. Don't be afraid. <laughs> Don't be afraid. Say yes. Don't be afraid. Say yes. Um, so if you follow me there, you'll get updates very irregularly about this program, other shows on Equiplex Media, and my occasional thoughts in the uh, political sphere. Um in a, in a slightly anonymous way so that I don't get in trouble with any employers or clients or, or friends or the good wife for that matter. <laughs> well, well, she knows where to find me there so she can always find out what's going on. Anyway, uh, speaking of the good wife, she'll be back in, in a moment, but um, maybe she'll pop in. Who knows? Uh, she, you never know. The door is open. Um, but anyway, I'm really excited to be here. Uh, happy to see you again virtually, Producer David. It was great being in the studio last week. Did you enjoy it? It was. It was. And we did uh, Local Love in the studio and that was a ton of fun. Anybody wants to go uh, check out that whole episode got posted on uh, YouTube and Patty K played some acoustic guitar for us here in the studio on the proper mics. And it sounded lovely. It sounded lovely. I had a good time. Juan Maserati was here. And Very I think, uh, I think this Tuesday we're going back to virtual uh, for the open panel. And the following week I have a special guest coming in for local love in studio. And I'm not Ooh. telling anybody who it is yet, but it's going to be a lot of fun. And uh, someone who's uh, pretty good on the mic. So Shh. I won't tell anybody. You can tell me offline. Anyway. Um, well, shall we get into it? Or did you have any other announcements for uh, uh, the sake of the order? As yeah. They say? If you listen to the podcast, this make sure you follow us on Twitch, twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. Um, also follow me on Twitter. I don't know. Just go to the contact page on EchoplexMedia.com and follow me there. And um, yeah, we're the after show today is going to probably be a little bit spicy. So everybody just fucking hang out. All right. I promise. Just fucking hang stay, out. Stay cool. Make some pond water. Chill out. Turn on the red light and enjoy your Friday evening. Somebody asked why um, I don't have a, a beer koozie for my drink. And like, there's one somewhere in here. It even says the roughies on it. I just don't know where the fuck it is. And I can't see it because there's all these displays everywhere. <laughs> well, if we get into the first clip, I'm, uh, you know, give you a couple seconds to scour around for it. Yeah, I, um, might, I might go on the look for that. So our first clip here is uh, in our leading off segment, which is just what we call the first story or two we do during the show because we're creative sure. like that. Uh, this sure. is a San Francisco supervisor is seeking alcohol treatment. I yeah, this is a very special episode of Down Ballot. I don't want, I de certainly don't want to make any light of of this. This is just, this is actually the straight news. Um, but it's a, a supervisor we've covered before and who's had some slightly erratic moments in the past. Um, this might explain some of that. I don't know, but this is this is. Uh, Simply, I put in leading off because it's the straightest news we have on the show tonight. Fabulous. One of the most prominent San Francisco politicians making a very personal announcement. Supervisor Aaron Peskin says he is seeking treatment for alcohol use. This comes after many complaints about his behavior and his treatment of people. NBC Bay Area's Gene Ellie has more from San Francisco. No, he's, lying. he's lying. 
which now leads to my two days after a fiery San Francisco Board of Supervisors meeting. If you could wipe that smirk off your face, that would Supervisor Aaron Peskin says in a statement he's entering alcohol treatment, saying he's taking responsibility for the tenor he has struck with public relationships and is deeply sorry. But your behavior certainly begins to be affected. Psychotherapist Peggy Wynn says it's often difficult for a public official to seek help. People often feel like it's a sign of weakness to say, I need help and I need someone to help me, but they can't resolve it on their own. And I think, I think that's what stops people the most, this fear of being judged. Supervisor Peskin has a history of making stinging comments about department heads. Unhappy with the fire department response to a fire in his district in 2018, he called for the fire chief's resignation as crews battled the flames. He later apologized. Responding to complaints about Tuesday's board meeting, San Francisco Mayor London Breed's office issued a statement saying there have been too many cases of city staff feeling disrespected, berated and harassed for too long. The mayor will not tolerate a work environment where department heads and staff don't feel like they can do their jobs. And she has asked the city attorney and Department of Human Resources for ways to handle these issues when they occur. Experts say people in treatment can and do continue working. Tonight, Peskin's staff members say he will provide an update on the situation next week. In San Francisco, Gene Ellie, NBC Bay Area News. Yeah, I remember yeah. that story about him in the fire department. Yeah, we had that on the show, I'm pretty sure. Um, he was, he was right mad while the fire was burning and the guys were across the street, <laughs> uh, putting it out. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So, um, uh, again, this is no joke and, um, alcohol addiction is no joke. It is an addiction. It is an illness and, um, uh, it definitely plagues many of us out there. So, uh, if you need help, please seek it. There are, um, uh, places like Alcoholics Anonymous and other, um, groups out there just to support Not Alcoholics you. Anonymous. Well, I, I can vouch for it personally, just because it did it did impact my life directly. I know it, it can seem like it can seem very cultish, but um, but yeah, uh, call the hotlines, do the things, contact. You know, the, the county has a lot of programs as well. Um, the one you really uh, don't want, by the way, is Narconon because that's Scientology. <laughs> there you go. That I, I, I definitely would uh, would advise against. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll definitely keep track of this on behalf of Supervisor Peskin. Uh, we wish him well. I think uh, as we would anyone um, dealing with that. Uh, but uh, it does maybe help to explain some of the behavior we've seen from him in the past, and maybe this will help to smooth out the rough edges a bit, because I know that he's he's certainly um, had his moments um, over the years. You know, there's some so. new programs that are going around where they're not, the programs aren't about, like, complete abstinence. They're about, um, like, being responsible and behaving yourself better and yeah. drinking significantly less. There's this really popular program right now that's talking about, the, talking about let's do the one-third on the alcohol, try to drink one third of what you were drinking. Cause it turns out that a lot of people, the, the telling them they have to stop completely is actually a, um, a hindrance to their recovery from their, their, uh, disease because they are, um, they socialize with, uh, alcohol. And so if they can't socialize with their friends, that takes away a bit of a lifeline when they're having a problem. And I know that you don't have to drink when your friends go out and drink, but if instead of having seven or eight beers when you go out you have two this is far superior you can even be the dd at the end of the fucking night and so um i'm just i just found that to be interesting i you know i've always kind of said that like that that this all or nothing shit that they do to people and tell them they failed as soon as they 
touch a drink is like just a really shitty way to treat people that are going through some problems. So it's kind of neat to see that out there. And maybe, maybe this guy will be in one of those things. Although if he's getting drunk before the fucking supervisors meeting, it's not like it's some dumb Twitch stream that nobody watches. Right. <laughs> right. You do have to be responsible at some, at some point, um, even a uh, drink before a meeting like that, you know, um, but they're long meetings. So, you know, <laughs> uh, there's ample opportunity. Um, yeah, no, I, I, th- I think to, to each their own, frankly, I think every, I think everyone is different. I do think there is no blanket approach to anything, especially addiction. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I think find you, find your way and find what works for you. Um, but like I said, there are, it's not like you're alone. No one's alone out there. There's, there are resources. So go find them, call a friend if you need to get some help. Um, yeah. And, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll keep track of this and hopefully 70 days from now, Supervisor Peskin will be in right better shape. Hopefully. Um, hopefully. Yeah, I just, I, I, um, you know, I guess like the other, one of the things like about these Zoom meetings and stuff, it kind of makes it easy to show up drunk. I mean, honestly, you know, you can turn off your camera sure. to take a sip of your beverage, turn your camera back off. Like nobody's even going to notice. They're just going to think your Wi-Fi is acting whacked or whacked out or something. Sure. Or you, or you can just have a fucking a glass of something and it just may, may or may not be alcohol. Like, and I think or, that, um, think that maybe the uh the pandemic kind of brought to the forefront some of this stuff because he's in these zoom meetings and it's if you're used to drinking at home or you're just sitting around all day and you do have a problem with alcohol you're gonna be fucked up by the night uh or yeah or you can pop snap a little bong load maybe if you want to do that too if that's your thing so to melt that's you my out. Con- that bong load shit's my kind of harm rock and janine pirro he ain't as drunk as janine pirro that's right yeah i mean that might and that might melt you out a little bit better for doing public policy right you know you can hopefully it makes you more amenable and and uh and collaborative and congenial uh and mellow um i think that's a much better much better approach to public service than <laughs> necessarily popping a few or um especially not coke god no no meth no coke we'll talk about meth later maybe uh, maybe not Maybe not. Um, so uh, shall we move on to winners and losers? We actually have winners tonight. And by winners, we literally mean Fucking people a. who won something. Literal winners. Exactly. Um, and even then, there's always going to be a loser. The rest of us, basically. Thanks for joining us for the news at noon today on My58. We're just four days away from California's reopening. And to push vaccination efforts even more, Governor Newsom's announcing some new partnerships. Businesses are giving out incentives for people who are fully vaccinated. Among them, free meals, free merchandise, and some prizes. For people that have been vaccinated, uh, we have a few home-based California companies uh, that are joining our efforts to uh, provide incentives. Among the companies he mentioned, Chipotle and Tom. No. The, the bane of this show's existence is the local news fucking player, right? Right. And this is from SoCal. I think I actually deliberately. Some free items and the LA Clippers and Golden State Warriors giving away free merchandise. CVS is offering prizes. The governor says today he will sign two executive orders that moves the state out of coronavirus restrictions starting June 15th. This was all announced alongside the second vaccine lottery in the state. 15 vaccinated people were chosen to win $50,000 a piece. And just like last week, their names were not announced, just their counties. So, and you can see Slamson was there today from the Sacramento Kings. All right, here's a look at the map of the winners. One from Sacramento County. No others were from Austin Bennett. Area. Most were in Southern California and the Bay Area. On Tuesday, 10 people will win the grand prize of $1.5 million Jesus each. Christ. Next Tuesday, we randomly draw for everyone that's gotten at least one vote dose of vaccine. And this 
includes you or it doesn't, you'll make that decision for yourself. I would highly encourage, if you're on the fence, to go out and get vaccinated uh, before Tuesday. Governor Newsom says the state has seen a 13% increase in vaccinations from a week ago when the giveaway started. That includes 700,000 Californians who started the process once the incentive was put in place. So the governor mm -hmm. also spoke to one of the winners from last week, a 17-year-old from San Diego who said she thought it was a prank. They called my mom and my mom came in and was like, Nancy, you don't believe it. And I was like, we didn't believe it at the beginning. But I think after a few more phone calls, we were like, okay, I think this might be true. A person in Sacramento County was selected as a runner-up in last week's lottery, and this was after a two of the outstanding winners from last week did not come forward. Whoa. What's why would happening? You not, why would you not come forward? Maybe you owe taxes? Uh, maybe. Who knows? Uh, that's interesting. I, um, I'm wondering how they're contacting people and if they're using, like, a block number or, you know, just making sure that they're, it's obvious, you know, who's calling. Um, there's so many scams out there. Um, I'm not, I, I am not at all surprised, nor do I blame the, the young lady for being skeptical when, <laughs> when they, Yo, they got that outreach. A better but, way to do this is to legit just send the check. Yeah. Just pop or it like, in my bank account. You have, you know, yeah. Direct deposit it. Like because people file. Yeah. A lot of people file taxes or just send the damn Correct. check. Correct. Like I, uh, the, the state actually, yeah. The, when I get my refund from the state of here, it goes direct deposit to my bank account. So they, they have my number. So hopefully they could just drop my mil point five in into my bank account, bada bang, good to go. We're buying a house for, for Echoplex, the Echoplex oh my God. media complex, the Echoplex complex. Yo, if either, if either of us win, y'all can sell your house and we can, we can fucking, we can fucking do a thing. Well, you know, we could always just buy out the house next door or something, right? And create like a, a massive compound take down the fence, you know, do a little Godfather action. Get, need, some, need some zoning permits. That's true, but, you know, as long as we didn't change maybe the exterior of the house, just, you know, break down some walls inside, take down our, and we're just property owners next door to each other. We can just take down our fence anytime. That's no, there's no code about that. No one's ordering us to have a fence between our properties. Oh my God. Being able to DJ kind of loud again. Right. We just don't have to have any sort of, you know, formal easement on, on file where it says we can walk across our property line, right? Of course, whatever you want to walk across your property line. To my yard, come and do it. I'll have the same with you, but we don't even need a formal covenant to have that. We can just take down our fence. So it does occur to me that like California is going to be one of the states with the higher vaccine rate. And so it would, I'm just wondering what the other states are doing. And like, if somebody lives like in, I don't know, let's say Arkansas, 50 grand or 1.5 mil is a lot more fucking money to them than it is to us here in California. So shit. Yeah. So, yeah. so I think programs like this, don't, don't get me wrong. This is great. Especially if it gets people who are on the fence or whatever to be like, ah, you know, it's like buying a lottery ticket. Let's go. And, you know, like cool, cool. But I yeah. think that, I think that States where there's already a high vaccination rate, I don't know. I think it feels yeah. like this, like Gavin doing it specifically too, with all the stuff going around about the recall and, and the fucking anti-vaccine movement here in California. I also understand how it kind of feeds into the conspiracy Thing going oh they're trying to pay you to get the vaccine look at what the right. new world order is doing yeah <laughs> yeah i wonder what the odds are actually uh related to, compared to the the lottery itself right because a lot of people buy like you know six or seven or eight tickets for the lottery right right um, can i, I just wonder, keep getting vaccinated to fucking increase my odds or 
Yeah, well, or it's, but it's also a fixed number of people, right? Everyone has the, everyone has the same odds, right? So right. we're all in it once, right? So maybe it's, I don't know how many that, you know, what that, that pool is, right? How many tickets are sold versus how many people are vaccinated? I think we've, I've heard if we're at 50% or 70%, what is it? So I'm thinking like 20 million people are vaccinated now or had a dose at least. But that's probably not, the, that's probably better odds than the weekly lottery. I'll bet you the state lottery. You know what I'm saying um, about this? If I win and these, mo- these motherfuckers better not just call me on the phone and call it a day because I do not pick up my fucking phone. Nobody picks yeah. up their goddamn phone. Yeah, I mean, if you file, you're right. Like, they'll have your information, so they'll figure, they'll figure it out, and they'll send, you a, they'll send you a check or they'll, you know, contact you via snail mail. Text. Um, text people. Yo, if you win this, be like, hey, this isn't a joke. This is the state of California. Right. There's a code. Log into state, you know, California ca.gov or whatever. Right. Like so, they know it's the official website at the top. You put in the code. Right. And I mean, if goes, they can send me if they can send me an alert when a little girl goes missing, they can figure out how to notify me that I won 1.5 mil. <laughs> <laughs> <I'd> say, <laughs> but the, so you don't know it's a scam. They don't like give you a link or whatever. They go to go, right. go to ca.gov and put in this code. Right. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's the, the I what they always tell you about, and this is good, you know, information for anyone out there um about those irs scams right the irs isn't going to call you actually they're never going to call you there uh, and like leave a message or you know you yeah you may be in danger of losing this or that or the other thing and missing out you know you have to give us your social security number now um they're never going to call you and ask for that information they're always going to write you a letter it's always going to be very formal it's going to come in the mail right to your address so don't ever believe anything honestly that the the irs or the tax man tells you on the phone i'm actually kind of surprised that they call these people and like like you said just send in the check send me the check send me a letter let me know what the fuck's going on um or i don't like, care if I, or like if you go to the website and punch in this code we can paypal you the 1.5 million right now right <laughs> right unless there's some send compelling over reason. venmo <laughs> right unless there's some compelling reason right why it has to the money you know has to get out the door like right away or there's some ur- urgency to getting the money like if i won 1.5 million Honestly, I don't necessarily need it tomorrow. <laughs> Just let me know that it's coming, you know. Um, so I, I wouldn't mind it a week's delay, right? Um, so I don't know. Maybe they just want to get it over with. And they want to c- confirm that they, uh, the person is who they say they are. And, and anyway, looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to the call on Tuesday night. The good wife and I are thinking about what, all the things we could do with, with the money. A lot of it would probably go to our moms and then charity and producer dave <laughs> so your mom and charity the, the producer dave college fund oh god m- 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 um all right well let's uh, there are of course losers and winners and losers like there are every week so let's let's move on to them because there's so much more interesting um this is a story that we followed a bit previously producer dave it's something i think that would interest you it's it's uh um boogaloo boy adjacent um but it's sort of digging a little deeper into that uh, the incidents last year with uh, the attacks on CHP officers and sort of the targeting of police officers by militias. New details tonight about the man accused of killing two officers in separate shootings last year. In recent court filings, Bay Area federal prosecutors revealed Stephen Carrillo is part of an extremist militia known as the Grizzly Scouts. They are loosely affiliated with another militia movement that uses the name Boogaloo. So for anybody who doesn't know what boogaloo means, it literally means Civil War II electric boogaloo. Oh, interesting. It started as like an online gag. Mm, and right, it, so many things And too. then, you know, then it, because it was like extremist in nature, it stopped being a gag. We've learned they held firearms, 
trainings, scouted protests, and laid out terms of war against police. In May of last year, investigators say Carrillo used pipe bombs, guns, and loads of ammunition to ambush Santa Cruz County deputies responding to a call on his weapon-filled van in Ben Lomond. 38-year-old Sergeant Damon Gutswiller was killed. Then, eight days later, investigators say Carrillo opened fire at a guard booth at the federal building in Oakland during a demonstration over the police killing of George Floyd. Federal Protective Service Officer Dave Patrick Underwood was killed. Yo, people in Facebook comments still are like, oh, during the BLM protests, they got they killed two people in your Bay Area and shit. And it's like, well, they did. If by them, you mean the fucking boogaloo. Right. Exactly. Like, <laughs> like you're on the wrong side of both of these things, fool. How are you on both wrong sides of an issue that's actually only got two sides anyway? How are you... Are you on two wrong sides of an issue that only has a right and a wrong side? Like, uh. Gymnastics, brother. Gymnastics. It's, it's, you know, yoga. People are into that, that. You've only been asked one question, but so far you've been wrong twice. They're into that boogaloo, <laughs> that, that Civil War II boogaloo yoga. That's what, <laughs> well, interesting. Uh, the Grizzly Scouts. It sounds like kind of like adjacent to, a, you know, some sort of young men's, uh, you know, service organization of some sort. That's what I thought it was when it was like Grizzly Scouts. Uh, what does it say? Grizzly Scouts hate the cops on here. I'm like, oh shit! Did right. Some fucking did some like Boy Scouts like fucking right? Like it, save it, it somebody like, from getting beat by the police or something. That's what I'm thinking. It's like another level of Boy Scout, right? Like Eagle Scout, Grizzly Scout. You know, um, you can move up uh, from Eagle Scout to Grizzly Scout, maybe, and then, uh, then just then kill the police. Yeah, and then you become obviously a, a, a CHP hunter. So. Um, <laughs> It's, uh, it's, it's obvious, it's obviously just like any cult. It's, it's, you know, they just slowly indoctrinate you with these, um, you know, seemingly good natured nature walks and, (laughs) and cookie sales. And then suddenly, um, everything goes awry. I wonder if they called themselves the Grizzly Scouts because it would get the reaction that, that we just got, that they're not calling themselves like the three percenters or the militia or, you know, the California, like Northern California militia or anything. They called them, they're like calling themselves something like that sounds like literally a boy scout troop right and yet it says everything about what they're about right they're grizzly california right uh and then scouts they're scouting they're they're keeping an eye out they're they're watching out for us that's actually Um, pretty it's actually pretty innocuous marketing if i saw like an ad like hey join the grizzly scouts you know we're we're great right you know we we meet you know at this place on Tuesday, I'm like, I don't really want to join the Grizzly Scouts, but I would like not even notice it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, the one thing I think we've, uh, it's good to remember is that the, um, sometimes the, extre- the extremists have really good branding, especially on this side of the, uh, spectrum. Um, uh, and they, they do, they still do a really good job. They, 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 they sell it and they have acolytes and they build a following because they are really good at messaging. Um, even if their message to us seems ludicrous and, uh, lunacy um it means something it resonates with people because they package it well definitely definitely and this grizzly scouts thing was real smart because like i said you and me even i'm like on the lookout for like extremism and extremist groups and i would just ignore it right be right at the orchard valley coffee like on the fucking bolt 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 bulletin board there and i have no idea what the fuck it was you know yeah you don't have to tell me what like boogaloo boys is i would ignore that or i would avoid that like the plague right it just sounds bad it sounds kind of like the insane clown posses whatever <laughs> uh oh the juggalos uh, we, the you juggalos. know i used to I used to not like the juggalos until i well, found out that they are our comrades yeah they've they've um who would who would have thought right um but it's one of those things where i would think to go the other way um 
on first pledge. So um, anyway, uh, keep an eye out for the Grizzly Scouts. And if they come for you, please let us know. We would love to learn more about what they're doing. After all this, they've certainly rebranded. Yes. Well, uh, we shall find out. We shall find out. The Brown Bear Brigade. Um, Brown Bear Brigade. And and to be honest with you, I could have thrown about half a million bear and mountain lion sighting videos onto the the docket for tonight. Um, It's just, it's out of control. So there will be no animals sightings on down ballot tonight. This this last story is the closest you're going to get. Correct. Um, and this is just, so this is just uh, disgusting. People are just trash and you can roll it. This next story. Yeah. It was all over like everything this week. Yeah. People are, people are trash. At night, you can clearly see rainbow flags prominently placed in front of Christine Horley's home in Walnut Creek. The flags are in honor of her daughter, Aisha. My daughter committed suicide at the beginning of last year. And in her belongings, I found a pride flag. I flew it outside my house starting last year in honor of her. And I felt, um, you know, that it was just really in support of who she was. She identified as bisexual. The flag was a staple outside her home for months, but last month it was stolen. She posted about it on social media and got an outpouring of support. Over the next couple days, I had neighbors drop three flags on my front porch. She immediately put all of them up, only to get a second one stolen the day before Pride Month started. The first one was hard to lose because of the sentimental value. The second one was hard to lose because it felt much more deliberate. So deliberate that her 29-year-old daughter and her friends decided to make a statement. They painted her fence the colors of the rainbow flag. My daughter said, you know, no one can steal this. Or if they do, it's going to be a lot harder to take. Laura Halpin bought a flag to replace the ones that were stolen. Whenever there's an assertion of difference or a celebration of difference, I feel like there's that retaliation or some kind of smackdown that no, we think everybody should be the same. Christine says her daughter celebrated awareness and helped others who are struggling with their sexuality. Tonight, she hopes her flags are secure and she's watching. To me, it's being able to show that support and not have that silenced. In Walnut Creek, Cheryl Hurd, NBC Bay Area News. What a bunch of shitty people. Like, just go buy your own pride flag. Seriously. Or if you're stealing it, obviously, just to trash it. Fucking fuck you. (laughs) I mean, God. I mean, and okay, maybe they don't know the sentimental nature. They don't know the history. Maybe they don't know the personal history here story. They're just haters. Whatever. I'm still fuck you. Um, Yeah, losers. But I guess winners as well, because... uh, you know, they, they decided to, to make it permanent. They painted the, you know, paint the damn fence. Nice. Good call. I like that. Like, stick it right to them. I'd, I'd say paint the house. Just paint the whole damn house. Make there was that a, story, I forget where it was out of. Um, it was also kind of all over social media where the Homeowners Association sent these people a note that said they can't have a flag. So they just got a bunch of fucking floodlights in the colors of the rainbow and lit up their whole fucking house. Oh, very nice. Yeah, very, how very modern. There, there was nothing about like outside lighting pointing to pointed at their house. So they were like, ah, fuck off. Right. <laughs> okay. You don't, you don't like the little one. We'll do the big one. <laughs> very nice. No, I like that. Very modern. Very, very, um, you know, white housey. 
Oh, and it looked great. It looked like somebody with an eye for design or whatever, and like knew how to place sure. the lights, or maybe they, maybe they, you know, maybe they know somebody who does for lighting sure. or whatever and needed a needed, needed a gig because there's not a lot of lighting gigs going on. Yeah. But yeah, don't I mean, I, don't steal people's shit, dude. Just don't steal their shit. I don't know. I'm uh, of of two, I'm like maybe a little more conflicted if it's like a like a Confederate flag or something. But I don't know. Don't steal that either. I don't know. It's on their house. They're just kind yeah. of letting you know who they are. I guess. Yeah. Put put them on. If it's a Confederate flag, you know, put them on notice. Like you know, um, don't dox them maybe, but you know, put them on notice and let them know that it's not appreciated. Um, and if you have, if you truly have an issue with the pride flag or with pride in general, like you know. It, there's nothing like talking to your neighbor. Absolutely nothing like it. Even if you disagree, I found that out just going out and knocking on doors and talking to people who God tell you producer Dave, they are, they would polar opposite, just polar opposite from you or I in terms of values and where they're coming from. And yet if you talk to them, sometimes most of the time, if you talk to them like a human being, they'll talk to you like a human being and you can have a conversation. And at the end of the day, you disagree. It's fine. But at least you've, you've had the, you've had that human interaction and you understand that we're not, we're not different people or species. We're just people who disagree about something. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. But don't steal people's flags. Yes. Homo sapiens sapiens do not steal flags. We're not about that nor anything else really. Just don't steal shit. So our next story, it's all, would you knock on your neighbor for $2,500? And when I first saw it, I was like, well, which one and what are they doing? (laughs) That, it looks right, like it all, it all depends. What, what's this really about? Uh, so everyone, anyone and their brother knows, and I'm sure it's not just a South Bay, San Jose, Campbell, whatever issue or Bay Area issue. Um, you know, fireworks in urban areas and cities now are just a thing. And we, we've all had our experiences with them. And nowadays with, you know, less and less municipal fireworks shows and big fireworks shows on like the 4th of July, it just seems like, you know, things are getting pretty... Uh, cray out there with folks in there and the illegal fireworks right that they can they're setting off in their backyards and it's just rampant throughout the city so obviously some neighbors are pissed and have been pissed for a long time and they've been clamoring every year for this for their cities and their municipalities to do more about it and to try to crack down when they don't have the staff or the time or the resources to really you know do what needs to be done so they've increased fines they've you know stepped up patrols nothing seems to work they have apps where you can report the shit um, so now, uh, they're offering, you know, they're taking, a, I think a step further as opposed to, um, you know, paying for patrols or increasing fines. They're actually offering money now in some places to narc on illegal fireworks, like a, a reward cash incentive to, to, to report someone setting off illegal fireworks, Richmond offering $2,500 for everyone that leads to an arrest or a fine. Will it work? NBC Bear show her talk with the mayor about why he's pulling, willing to put up so much money. I'm working my neighborhood. Twenty five hundred dollars is a lot of money, and some may view this reward like almost. As a it's like almost somebody's mayor whole rent. Says, yeah, These almost. Are desperate times, and police say it's all about safety. We had to do something. Mayor Tom Butt took this video from his home on July fourth last year. Mayor Butt. Knows who's yes. Mayor Butt. And uh, so you got to provide some kind of motivation for people to assist law enforcement. 
That motivation is money, a $2,500 cash reward for reports that lead to an arrest, successful prosecution, or the guilty party paying a fine. Last year, the Richmond Police Department received close to 2,500 calls for service related to illegal fireworks. And Don't do that. Records show only one citation was issued. Police say it doesn't even work. Know if you're not caught in the act, an arrest is almost impossible. Well, it's always been very frustrating. So wait, they're like offering nobody nothing then because of last year, like there was like a complete fucking fireworks show throughout the entire city and they only were able to find one person. They ain't right, offering you shit. Right. So I, and, and it's, it's, I, I don't know if they're really even specifying, you know, confirmation, right? Like, do they require it to be happening and, you know, they actually bust someone or could I oh, just yeah, call? Yeah, it said le that leads to an arrest or fine. Right. So, yeah, I, I don't, yeah, exactly. It's not really much of an offer, is it? No, because they don't catch anybody, which they just said. But Mayor Tom Buck got himself on TV. And the perpetrators are no longer on scene. The fireworks are already been ignited. Possessing, selling, storing, or discharging any fireworks in Richmond is a misdemeanor, punishable to a $1,000 fine or up to six months in jail. Mayor Butt is working on amending a fireworks ordinance that gives officers more tools to use to make an arrest. I think money is a very good incentive for most people. So if you want to stop something and no one's coming forward, then money is a way to do that but can't think of any other city in the Bay Area offering such an incentive. The 4th of July used to be something you did on the 4th of July. Now it's year-round. He says he hopes it works. In Richmond, Cheryl Hurd, NBC Bay Area News. Mayor seems a little out to lunch. Yeah, and also the, thinking more about this, the math doesn't really add up, does it, too? Because you're mentioning, you mentioned, it, well, they've only actually find one person even if they were able to get a you know citation and a fine if the fine's a thousand dollars and the reward is twenty five hundred dollars the city's out fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> so right but uh, the you, more you, the more important thing is they said they only like issued one fine last year so yeah. i just think that like they're not yeah. offering you shit because they you it's like really easy like like on my street the people at the end of the street always do fireworks and there is operational security happening <laughs> like People are hanging out at the ends of all the, all different places the fuck police can sure. come from. And then sure. whoever's doing the fireworks, if the police come, they just go inside and everybody else just says, oh, we were just standing out here. Somebody else was doing fireworks. They go, who you go? I don't know. All my neighbors. Yeah. And and really, if this is an incentive for people to complain, you think I don't think the problem is that people aren't complaining. <laughs> right? I don't think the problem is people aren't calling this shit in. It's just that... Yeah, by the time police get there, it's done or they're gone, you know, or they or there's operational security. So, right. you're, so yeah, it's it's a big nothing burger. But again, Tom Butt got his name on TV. He, he got did his face on TV. And if, he got my his name, face on if, my TV. if my last name was Butt, I would try, and I was the mayor, I'd try to get on TV as much as possible and make right. me not laugh when they say my name. Right, and it's Richmond, and Richmond right now is going through some shit. I don't know if you know, like with the between Chevron refineries and other things, fires and other things. You know, they've had a bad run, so he's probably trying to generate a little good press. So, good good on Mayor Butt. Interesting, um, there's also Mayor Butts in uh, Inglewood, uh, California. So, whoopie maybe they whoop. should hang out. Maybe they should hang out, Mayor Butts and Mayor Butt. <laughs> the, the press would not be able to report on that without laughing. It'd be a, a butt caucus, if you will. <laughs> so um, there's, a, there's a few things we always end up coming back to here on this show. <laughs> true. <laughs> And one of them is the lack of a place to take a shit in San Francisco, whether it be you're a tourist, 
somebody just who has to take transit to get around San Francisco because that's how you do it or uh, somebody who's unhoused. And so, well, as <clears throat> as is often the case, we're covering the, the ongoing saga of San Francisco's poop. And as uh, I'm just going to say at the beginning, just put up bathrooms and people can poop. Well, in San Francisco, a debate is heating up about, of all things, portable public toilets. The city put up some toilets during the pandemic to help the homeless and others needing a quick place to stop when much of the city was... You no, know, just anyone. But should those stay or should mm. they be taken away? NBC Bay Area's Christy Smith looks at the arguments. In San Francisco, talk about public toilets and street cleanliness often has people weighing in. We have some, but we definitely don't have enough. He says pit stops were often the only option during the COVID closures. Others say they're key to keeping people from relieving themselves on the street. On the bushes and cars and streets, I've seen it all happen. So I think they should put more bathrooms on the streets. Part of the reason for this hearing has been concerns about the rapid elimination of some of the bathrooms that we put out over the last year. Supervisor Matt Haney led a hearing today. At one point, there were more than 30 of these COVID response porta potties. Now it's down to a dozen. People rely on these. Uh, yes, people who are unhoused who literally don't have their own bathroom uh, to go to, and also many other people in our community, uh, people who are walking, people who are disabled. The city says there were a number of factors involved. We were able to start to reduce the number of the encampments uh, across the city. So, uh, and so as a result, there was a, uh, ever less of a demand and ever less of a need. The city says 66 large encampments are now down to nine as people moved into hotels and safe sleep sites. As the city reopened, restroom access expanded. But cost is also a concern. But some wondered if homeless visibility was a factor. And there are many questions about the future. This is going to continue to be a need, and we're going to have to have a strategy uh, to ensure that bathrooms are available to those who need them. In San Francisco, Christy Smith, NBC Bay Area News. We've been talking about this for so long, and it's always the same fucking thing, man. If I'm in the city and, like, I just got off the train, sometimes, the, like, especially for, like, 10 years after 9-11, all the fucking bathrooms were closed at all the underground BART stations. So then you had to take a pee. Where the fuck do you go? Like... Like, what if you're about to hit the, you know, if you're about to hit the train and it's late at night and none of the businesses are open, the bathrooms are closed because it's late on BART, then what do you do? Like, it's not, you know, of course the unhoused, unhoused people need it. Uh, older people who have incontinence problems would probably appreciate this. Um, just people it, who commute to work on the fucking transit. Yeah, it's a win-win-win situation, and it doesn't need to be porta, you know, just you know, lime green porta potties. It could be like these, port, you know, just the public toilets, right? I, I don't see why we don't have more of them. Um, it makes perfect sense. Everyone has to go. I don't know why we're so obsessed with, you know, going, right? Like, everybody goes. Sorry. Like, women, go. They do go. Little girls, go poo. So, Yo, if um, you're in the city with your kids, even if it's yeah. a porta potty you're like, shit, my kid can take a piss. This is great. Right. Right. Kids can go poo and take a pee, right? Like they, it's just, it's, uh, there's so many wins for this. I don't understand why. And I can't imagine it costs that much in the greater scheme of things, especially when you're talking about a city where we have covered numerous stories. I mean, this section, the segment of the show we're on right now is called SF, get your shit together. Really originally it was called SF, get your shit together because every week it was something about the poop on the street in San Francisco. Right. And they haven't been able to figure that out. 
the amount of money they spend in public works cleaning up the poop that's already there on the street you know i don't understand why you can't plug that money into a program to keep the poop from getting on the street in the first place right so yeah i it just sf get your shit together <laughs> literally fuck. yo i'm just thinking of other places that don't have yeah, ever everywhere i'm just thinking everywhere. of other like other places where like people go that don't have a lot of public toilets you go to the beach yeah where do you pee yeah. you pee in the fucking sand or something you're against the fucking if you go to San, like any beach in the santa cruz area just go pee yeah. up against a rock and i mean yeah. that's fine i guess but like why not just have fucking toilets right um so yeah, uh, we'll we'll continue to monitor this the poop situation. Obviously, there haven't been too many stories about poop on the street lately, so maybe this is actually doing some good. I don't I don't have the data, the poop data in front of me, but um, you know, an- anecdotally, it would seem that since we haven't heard stories about poop on the street, probably means that the poop is going into these potties, and that's a good thing for San Francisco, right? Because then, um, like then like Fox news doesn't get to talk about how much poop is on the street. Right. Exactly. It's a, it, we, we take the talking point away until the next time they try to make shit up. Well, that was winners and losers. And in this case, the loser is if you have a flag or you have to like use the bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much, pretty much. Um, alrighty then. Well, moving on to down ballot watch, which is also known as these days recall watch. Um, Looks like this is something you found, Producer Dave. I don't know if you want to lead into this segment. Yeah, this is just, this is Caitlyn Jenner as on The View talking about her run for California governor. Oh, this should be fun. Oh my God, somebody just clipped one of us talking about kids pooping and peeing. It's a good thing there's no QAnon people anymore. Anyway, <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, Caitlyn Jenner poop, is running, they do. Caitlyn Sorry. Jenner has announced her intent to run for, uh, run in the recall. I think she's a declared candidate. Um, yes. she's not, she ain't going to win. Nobody's going to win. The California governor is probably going to stay in place, but here's her talking to joy Behar and she's just going to be asked straight up. Do you think Donald Trump won the election or, and she's like, not going to answer. It's wondering because a lot of Republicans in this country believe that Donald Trump won the election and not Joe Biden. Are you one of those people? One of those Republicans? Uh, I'm not going to get into that. That election is over with. I think Donald Trump did do some good things. And what I liked about Donald Trump is he was a disruptor. But did he win the election? but he was he was a disruptor when he was president. I want to do the same thing. Okay. I want to go in and be a thoughtful disruptor. <laughs> we need to change the oh. system, and I want to change that system for the positive. Oh. I'm in it I for the people. I have to cut you off because we're getting ready to go. Uh, thanks to Kat, Caitlin. Jenner. Always, I want to uh, come back and spend more you know, time with you. Well, you're not because you didn't answer the fucking question. Right. A nice, nice avoid there. Well, I mean, not really a nice, not a very good avoid at all. Just an avoid, um, an obvious avoid. Yeah. Uh, answer the question. Yo, like, I don't know. I think they should just cut people's mics on these shows when they like, don't answer the question. They should be like, well, you're done. We're going to talk right. among ourselves. Thank you for Skyping. Thank you for fucking zooming in. Get right. out. Right. Like on the, on the debates later on when they were like muting people, I loved that. I would love to have that kind of power to be like, Oh, I'm sorry. You're not answering the question. I asked you mute. You're not going to get to spew your garbage messaging, you know, all night long. You're going to answer the damn question. Um, so obviously she does believe that Trump won the election. Otherwise she would have said so. Right. Or no, I think it's more like, it doesn't matter what she thinks. She knows that if she's going to perform well in the election, it's going to be like Trump people. Mm. 
And yeah. so she can't ostracize them, but she also doesn't want to get in the news cycle for saying that Trump did win. Cause right. that's probably bad for her because then the Democrats will start uh, campaigning specifically against her. Right. Not answering the, not giving the answer, not giving the opportunity is better than, uh, and then do I'm doing so and, and ignoring the question. Right. And not, not, uh, just having that slight affront, right. Is much better than that clip being played and replayed and replayed and replayed ad nauseum once you say the thing. You know how you keep saying I'd be a pretty good consultant? I'm going to bounce the, the answer off you. Here's the right answer. You, know, I'm from California. I have to appeal to moderates and Democrats, and I'm not going to appeal to moderates and Democrats by claiming that Trump won the election when he didn't. Not at all. So not that's all. that's the answer, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you're also not going to turn off any Trumpians if you don't say that, you know, if you just keep, you know, don't answer the question, right? Well, no, you answer the question. Up. You say, I'm, this is California. I'm not going to appeal to moderates and Democrats if I make crazy claims like that the election was stolen. Donald Trump right. lost the election. Right. Now we're going to move on and I'm trying to replace the California governor because I think there's problems here in this state. Boom. That's your answer. That's it. Yeah. It's, yeah. I don't, I, I'm, I wouldn't advise, I wouldn't, well, I don't know. Yeah, everybody has a price, right? But. I wouldn't be giving that kind of advice, but that's how you answer that question if you're trying to run as a Republican in California. True. Maybe not in this election. I don't know this, this specific dynamics of this election might, you know, it might be you otherwise or just in different, you know, that plus, um, or figure out a way to be more broad. But yeah, no, absolutely. In California, I mean, California is what it is. Uh, a Republican hasn't won statewide here in a long time. And there's a reason for that. So cities. Yeah. And darn cities, darn, darn people who aren't white males. And, and the <clears throat> outside of pockets in Northern California, some of the rural areas are becoming more purple too. Mm-hmm. No, very true. Very true. So we're getting things, we're progressive out here in California. It's so bad that like the Democrats are fighting each other over, uh, you know, how progressive to be in Sacramento, right? That's we not don't bad want at all. Not bad at all. I think it's great. It's like, it's the, it's a competitive market, right? It, it, it I'm glad there's still competition. Because uh, that's what drives change and innovation anyway. So, And if people are trying to drag these career politicians a little bit to the left, that's good. Yeah. No, I think we're all, that's what we're all trying to do for the most part, <laughs> even with our friends. All righty then. Well, um, also on the down ballot side of things, obviously, we, as we spoke about last week, there's no need to dig too deeply into the, uh, the coverage of the VTA uh, tragedy shooting because uh, our local news outlets are doing a quick pretty decent job of uh covering that ad nauseum however um one thing that has come out of sprung out of it uh mayor Licardo in san jose has renewed his call for uh more expanded gun control at the city level um absent any sort of change in the federal government so this is a story about uh what he's proposing in the wake of the shooting some of the most controversial parts of the plan would force all owners to buy gun liability insurance and to pay fees to help offset the cost of gun violence. They admit they will face court challenges, but the mayor and community leaders say they're legal fights they believe they can win. Moms demand action. Mayor Sam Licardo, the district attorney, community leaders, and gun reformers coming together to endorse the 10 point plan. First, with council approval, San Jose would become the first city in the United States to require every gun owner to have liability insurance coverage for their firearms. The mayor following through with a promise he first made after the mass shooting at the Gilroy Garlic Festival two years ago. 
and two weeks ago after another gunman murdered nine of his co-workers at a VTA rail yard in San Jose. Community leaders and gun reform advocates asking the full city council to get behind the plan. It is unacceptable that we live in a country as advanced as the United States, yet we have to endure such frequent and unparalleled levels of gun violence. The plan also includes everything from bans on ghost guns and assault-style weapons to gun buyback programs and required video recording of all gun sales, something that's sure to see legal challenges. It also calls for an unspecified fee on every gun to help offset the public costs associated with gun violence, a $1.4 billion expense statewide last year. The Second Amendment protects the right of Americans to own guns but does not require that every other taxpayer pay for that right. Gun rights groups are already promising challenges. The Firearms Policy Coalition told NBC Bay Area that they're putting, quote, government officials on notice if you ban constitutionally protected firearms or conduct, we are coming for you. In fact, the coalition refuted each piece of the 10-point plan individually, saying each is unconstitutional and will be defeated in court. But the mayor and others say they'll survive the legal tests. Together, these rules create a constitutionally compliant mechanism to enable law enforcement to impound guns from high-risk individuals unwilling to follow the law. The mayor plans to submit the proposals to council Thursday and Since wants passage by September. In San Jose, Tom Jensen, NBC Bay Area News. Shit and masturbation, they're not going to do this. Yeah, no, it's, uh, some of this is just performative again, and it, it, it makes me kind of sick to to see it every time because it's just so predictable it's like uh, why why aren't we doing why aren't we fighting for this constantly like where there's there well, does it really take the next shooting or a shooting in your own town to really spur this in the political will like, what are we doing well it's a bucket it's dumb politics right now because gun laws are being yeah. struck down uh, by federal courts all over the country right now so even if you're an advocate for gun control now's the time maybe to sit on your heels and organize and get people together and stuff and not not be doing this kind of stuff because I just think this is just going to if it if it goes through it's going to get struck down in the courts for sure. This yeah, is it's, just it's just what we've been seeing lately in the courts as far as gun control. It's not been, uh, yeah. it's not been able to pass like what judicial muster or whatever. So yeah, some local cities I think Sunnyvale uh, even voted in uh, an ordinance or a, a charter change around you know gun restrictions. And I want to say it's still tied up in courts like it hasn't even been implemented yet. And the voter like the city voted for it. Um, and that could be the case in San Jose. I'm sure that I'm sure if you put something on the ballot, it would pass tomorrow, no problem. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's, it's there's it really isn't a whole lot we can do when the courts are going to take the side of uh, take the other side. And f some of this stuff is, you know, it's it's reactionary in some, and it, it really needs to be thought out a lot better. I think anyway. So uh, it's a movement, and it's about building awareness and building that political will, and and then doing um not just taking sideswipe actions like really attacking the root causes of the problem like just get rid of the fucking guns like i <laughs> you know like, i i don't it's it's very simple yeah i don't get really have of. i don't really have a strong position on guns i figure like there should be pot there are policy makers and legal experts who can do a better job on that than i do um i don't i know there's a lot of leftists who are for guns and i am uh largely ambivalent it's none of my fucking business if my neighbors have them um, I don't know. It's just like, yeah. like the one thing though that I will say, and this might get me in trouble is everybody I've ever known. That's like hella gung ho about guns is the exact, is the exact kind of person you don't think should own them. <laughs> like, right. 
and you know i i don't i just like i don't care what you're having for dinner tonight or who you sleep with or you know what what gets you off i i really don't care um and i don't care if you have a gun i don't care if you have 50 guns that's fine i honestly. might start like, to care if you have 50 I well, might start to, i might start to put you I in might the category concerned. of somebody who shouldn't have one i might get concerned However, it's all about what you do with these guns, right? Like, or what are your, what is your intent and what are you planning to do with these guns, right? That's, I think that's what people need to, anyone who's worried about the government coming for your sacred right to own a gun, right? Um, you should think about that. It, what, what are you using the gun for? Like, why are you so worried, right? No one's coming for your gun if you're a hunter. No one's coming for your gun if you keep it locked up and secure and nothing ever happens with it, right? Of any sort of nefarious nature. Um, so, why are you so worried? Why are you so worried, bro? Well, it's um, a, I mean, it's like a cultural signifier for a lot of people. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely, absolutely. But it's 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 hypocrisy to me. It's uh, and a lot of it, and it's just a lot of bullshit that's tied up in all of, uh, in our uh, unfortunate history as a country, um, from slavery to uh, so many other things that have been codified in our laws, and we're having a hard time extricating them. Like the Electoral College. Sorry to equate slavery with the Electoral College, but it kind of you know. <laughs> just uh all more fucked up shit entrenched in our system in our system give me the electoral uh, so, college over the guns any day by the way that's yeah actually that's true I, if it was a trade-off if it was just one or the other college. you could only you could only you know get rid of the oh. uh, give me the electoral get, get rid of the electoral college everybody keeps their guns that's my position yeah, if we only have to do no. one 100 percent. because if you get rid of the electoral college you have a better chance of overturning the second amendment in the long run anyway <laughs> Or like, or like, or like passing, like, or passing meaningful gun legislation. Yeah. But gun protection, leg gun legislation that allows you to keep your damn guns, but you know, obviously institutes some sort of securities. It's interesting, um, how, the, it's interesting how the people who talk about states rights all the time get real mad when some locality or, or state wants to like make a law about, right. About something they don't right? really agree with. It's just seems, same folks, right? Just seems, well, it just seems interesting. And I know there are people who are not hypocrites on that. Right. But like, largely in our conversation when you start hearing about states rights you're not hearing about states rights to make their own gun laws you're not hearing about states rights oh yeah absolutely you're not uh, hearing about state like when merit when some states were passing marriage equality a lot of them states rights people were like well the federal government doesn't recognize it you know it's yeah like, no and, and pro-lifers who are uh, all about pro-life until the fetus is born and then after that <laughs> if it's black they can give two shits um so we got, we got uh, mayor well, sam again yeah, well, um, well, Mayor Sam's proposing some uh, some pretty serious stuff. Um, it's going to rile up some folks, um, but he's also managed to rile like he's. This is helping you know helping build his like, probably progressive bona fides, right, and pissing off law enforcement and and gun nuts. But uh, you know, on the other flip side of the coin, he's pissed off a lot of the activists uh, out there and a lot of our friends on the, in the the BLM movement and other areas with his sort of uh, bootlicking uh, with the Santa Fe police last year. Um, and his seeming unwillingness to to take them on in a serious way. Anyway, um, a lot of folks found out where he lived. I know where he, I've always known where he lived, but anyway, a lot of folks know where he lives now. Um, and they seem to be making his house a regular stop on their protest uh, parades. Right now from the South Bay, where dozens of demonstrators squared off with police last night, happened about nine o'clock. It's not just that it happened, it's where it happened, right in front of San Jose Mayor Sam Licardo's house. Witnesses tell us the group was protesting the deadly police shooting of Demetrius Stanley. 
The crowd marched from City Hall to the mayor's house where police had set up a perimeter. Now, if you remember last Monday, police say Stanley confronted a plainclothes officer inside a car. Stanley pointed a gun at him. The officer fired, killing Stanley. Police were there because Stanley was a suspect in an armed robbery that took place in March. We've reached out to San Jose PD and the mayor's office for comments about last night's demonstration, but haven't heard anything back. Yeah, because there's nothing for them to say. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but once again, uh, the, I don't know how I feel about this. Um, the mayor is obviously the, and the count, city council, right? The elected leaders, they're the figureheads of the community. They're the decision makers at the end of the day, right? They, um, they have the authority over the police department and their budget. Um, so yeah, absolutely. You know, come to city hall, come to meetings, you know, come to the public forums, stand up, shake your fist, you know, call them out, do your thing, protest in the public square, whatever. Um, you know, make your case. I think that's perfectly legit. I don't know how I feel about protests at people's like private homes, right? Like yeah, it's, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I don't think it should be illegal, but I just think it like, like even like just as far as optics for a movement, yeah. it might be uh, a bad scene. Like, yeah. <clears throat> like, okay. So like, I, I'm going to try to be consistent here because, uh, I love that Deanna Plas goes to the fucking governor uh, of Massachusetts's house to do her little standouts mm -hmm. in Swamp Scott. Mm -hmm. So if I'm going to be consistent here, I'm going to say that I love that these people are doing it too. Cause I just got to be consistent. Sure. sure. But, but also like, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. Like it's denser here than over there. And yeah, I don't know. I'm actually of two minds too. I think it's, if it's, if it's often, then it's probably bad. But if it's like once when a big event happens, eh, it's probably fine. It's just like if you do, if it's like, if it's like the sort of go-to reaction when you don't like something the city's doing, then it, it starts to like lose its impact. Like, right. And it starts to look like you're just going to this guy's house over and over again. So it's like, yeah, it just becomes petty and, and just, it, it, you, it, it dilutes the point. I think it, um, especially because it makes it turn, it turns the story a bit too, right. Away from your point. Um, it, then it becomes about, oh, it, it, it doesn't necessarily have to be this way. Like if, especially cause the mayor, you know, he's married, no kids. So there's no like little kids that are looking out the window, right. At the, at the protesters. And there's no like, um, you know, wife holding the baby, right. His wife is, is just as politically engaged as he is probably smarter than he is. Um, so, and savvy. So she knows what she got. She's definitely, she definitely knows what she got into when she married him is, is what I'm saying. Um, so there's really no factor there where I feel, you know, I feel bad for um, the mayor or his family when they did, when they defaced his house, when they like spray painted and they, you know, they, well, they mean, vandalized his house. That's just, that's just wrong period. Right. Um, but I don't feel so bad for him. I would feel bad if there was like, if, if it was a situation where it's it, when you're an elected official or you're a candidate, it's not a guarantee that your family is a hundred percent on board with what you're doing. Right. Um, with, or with the, or with the, not so much, even with the values of the, or the ideals, just the, the concept of you being an elected official, right. And being a public official and being out there and having your address out there. So people could potentially march on your house and, and protest in your front yard. Right. Not everyone's family is on board for that. Um, so if this were a different situation, I would feel even a little worse. I'm like you, I'm sort of ambivalent. Like, yeah, like that's in a big situation. And especially if it's the mayor himself or the mayor herself, that's drawing attention to the issue, right? And that's causing the problem that you're protesting, right? At the end of the day, this isn't the mayor's 
it's not the mayor's fault necessarily, or the mayor can't have much control over the fact that this shooting happened, right? Um, so march on police headquarters, march on city hall, you know. Um, but if the mayor is directly responsible, if that person, you know, if they're the ones causing the problem, then, you know, fair game from my perspective. But um, just keep it clean and, you know, do your thing. I'm thinking, too, a way to mitigate this might be for the mayor to have a, <clears throat> like extended office hours where members sure. of the public can actually get a few minutes to talk to the mayor. Um, if I were yeah. advising the mayor and people were coming to the mayor's house in any city, I'd be like, Hey, what about some office hours? Like, what if we can, <laughs> no, what if we can mitigate this through like an official process? You know, yeah. what if, <clears throat> I don't know if you make yourself available, it just, it just seems like the more you make yourself available, maybe the less likely this is to happen. Sure. Yeah. The council members do it all the time. They have, they have our monthly office hours. Um, and when we were in person, they were doing them in person, right? And they do them on Zoom now to some extent, but they're going back to doing them in person. The mayor, it's a little harder because the schedule is a little more impacted and you're the mayor of the whole city, right? So it's hard to make, to make yourself accessible to everyone who has a beef. Um, but yeah, no, I think you're right. I think uh, doing everything you can to make yourself accessible, like especially like if you're home when this happens, like there's nothing wrong with going out in your yard and saying, hey, what's up? What's up? Let's talk. Let's talk. You know, right. And if the and if the cameras are still there, fucking fantastic, right? Because then you look great. You you look well, like the you're first a thing. First thing you do dude. is you go over to the police and you go, "Hey, can you back off a little bit? We're gonna have a conversation." Then right. you go. Yeah, good point. Yeah, right. Make it make it a, make it a, a friendly space, a safe space. Yeah, and like I said, if the cameras are still running, then dub, double the pleasure. You get you get the best of both worlds. You get to be a good person, and you get people to see you being a good person. You even plant personal security for yourself in the crowd if you know it's going to happen before. Sure. So it doesn't well, mayor, look like you have security with you. The mayor actually has a, um, uh, a uh, what do you call it, plainclothes police uh, police person um, as his uh, bodyguard on hand. I, I think most of the day, I don't, I'm sure it's not like 24-7, but when he's out and about as the mayor, he has a bodyguard. He's the only one who does. Um, but it's a police, it's a police officer just in a suit. I mean, even if he just went out there and said, hey, you know, I don't make myself as accessible as I could be, but here's what my schedule looks like every day. You yeah. know, here's a piece of right. paper. You know, I have to do all these I mean, things for the city. He's like, my staff is available to you. Could yeah. I'm, we're, I want to go to sleep. You know, could, could you, could y'all just go we're, home? We're having this, we're having this community here meeting tomorrow. You should come. Here's a flyer. Yeah. I, I, I'm producer Dave. I absolutely believe that you should be a consultant. I think you missed your calling. So whenever you want to start a firm, let's, let's get it rolling. I'm already being recruited by another co-host around here, but that's a whole different matter <laughs> anyway. So <laughs> that's right. the end of uh, that's the end of down ballot watch. I feel like, I feel like there's not enough crazy going on with the recall, but I feel like we're not quite there yet. We're, we're not quite we're gonna, to the event horizon. Yeah. no, I think after the fourth, you're going to and especially after labor day, it'll, it'll get pretty heat depending on when they, when they schedule the election. So good news is it looks like it'll be all vote by mail again. So that's good for good news for everyone. Especially good for Gavin Newsom. Especially good for Gavin. Um, all right. Well, uh, heading down to another thing, as we always do um, this week, like I said, no animals, um, but similar to an animal um, who hasn't ever gotten stuck in a you know drain pipe at a vineyard with a pocket full of drugs. I sure have. A surprising discovery on a farm in Sonoma. A man was found stuck inside a fan, and he'd actually been there for a couple of days. The Sonoma County Sheriff's Office says it got a call of a suspicious car parked on the private property. A deputy then showed up and eventually found a man stuck inside the shaft of a vineyard fan. The fire department had to actually cut the man out, and then he told them that he fell in while taking pictures of farm equipment and that he'd been stuck in there for two days. However, police say 
He didn't have a camera with him, but he did have meth. Deputies elected not to arrest him. <laughs> you know what? That's some fucking, that's some discretion right there. You go, you know what? This I, guy's been in this fucking tube for two days. Right. Pro- and since he had the meth within him, I'm guessing he was awake the whole fucking time. <laughs> Yo, yeah, like, like, let's, let's suffer yeah, enough. Yeah, exactly. Let's not let's not torture him anymore. I, I wonder if they kept the meth or if they let him keep it. Um, oh, they took uh, it. They you took it, so? and they they took it and smoked it themselves. I think that was, yeah, Sonoma County, possibly. Yeah, out, out back at the police station. Um, yeah, very very interesting, very odd. He's taking pictures of farm equipment, and he got stuck in a shaft. Um, a likely excuse for someone who was just going out to the vineyard to smoke a little meth out out of the the sight of you know people and whatnot and just had a little trip fell down a hole got stuck oh well um but yeah i was taking pictures taking pictures without a camera as always (laughs) hey man some people have a photographic memory and i think if you've been up for three or four days you might think you do (laughs) You might, if you've been up for three or four days you might think you have a camera with you and you're taking pictures <laughs> and it, it, it could be a rock um anyway well uh, that was another thing i thought that would amuse you at, at the end of the at the end of a, a rough week um but uh it was pleasure as always um digging into the local derp with you and i'm looking forward to getting back to it again next week yep, um, yep. so keep uh if you're out there and you're responsible for uh, all the lovely stories that we get on, on this show weekly, please keep it up. Um, and if you see anything out there, if it's local to you even, and you want to share it with us, please feel free to use the, the Discord uh, and that channel for Bay Area News. You can drop anything you want in there. It doesn't have to be Bay Area related. It can be uh, you know Clearwater related. It could be Baltimore, D.C., metro area related. Um, I might just change it to say local news because then people could put stuff from like for public comment and shit. Like there you go, yeah. If it's school board Shasta, meetings and shit. Shasta County. You know, Board of Supervisors public comment. It's our jam right now, so please. If I wasn't on, sh- if I wasn't on some other bullshit today, I'd probably be watching the Shasta County Board of Supervisors meeting at least until right. their player quits on me. One thing I will point out: if you do share links to the, and clips of uh, of you know live public meetings, make sure you include timestamps, or at least you can link. Maybe you can link it to the timestamp moment right in the video. That would be fabulous because sometimes these videos are like four or five hours long, and it's really difficult to find. If you drop one from Shasta County and it's four or five hours long, you don't need to bother. The shit's fucking, the shit's hella turbo the whole way through. It's, it's, it's joyous. Well, we, Percy Dave just turns it on double speed and we, we watch it like the chipmunks. It's great. Oh man. Their players barely can do one speed. Uh, Anyway. um, They're as bad as like the local news players. I wish they would just put it on YouTube. It's rough. It's rough. Yeah. They should all be on, on the tube. But anyway, um, once again, great to see you, Producer Dave. Hope you have a wonderful uh, post post game uh, and don't get into too much trouble and get and get banned again. No, nothing. No, 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 nothing like that. Nothing like that. But yeah, I had a check check my Twitter, check my mentions and shit. Dude, the re- the tweets and replies on Producer Dave's Twitter are where it's at on the weekend when I'm really bored and Yo, I need but, something to do. But today was hella extra. Go check it out. Like when you get done here, just take a couple minutes and scroll through the tweets and replies and click on the threads, man. I really pissed off fucking Eric Weinstein. So. That's good, it's a good shit. thing to do. It's a good All thing right. to do right now. Thanks All everybody right, for listening to Down Ballot. If you're listening to this podcast, make sure you're you're following, subscribing it on whatever your podcast of choice is. Follow us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash Echoplex Media. This is brand new band. It's on the same label as Periscope. It's called Dark Satellite. The song is called Fatima. And that's been Down Ballot. Uh fuck Eric Weinstein. <laughs>